Hello, everybody. Welcome to Culture Class. Bonjour, Monsieur, Mademoiselle, Zinedine Zidane, Gage, Culture Class. Okay, guys, I would like to officially apologize on behalf of Nosa because for some reason he thinks that Zinedine Zidane is a French word and it is not. And every time we start the podcast, he starts with saying, Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, Hi, everybody. This is Culture Class. I'm your host, Tongwa. Hi guys, this is Nosa speaking. Uh, another episode of Culture Class. Do you think it's about time we get like an intro going on? So at least I kind let's of have like, like a the soundtrack flow. kind of thing. I mean, we're gonna probably like find like a new popping song every week yeah. and then like no, intro but like with a signature song, right? You know, just like how if you hear Friends or any of the songs on TV, you know, it's like about a theme to start. song. Yeah, That's theme song, that kind of thing. I mean, you're a singer, you know. Don't worry, song. y'all. We're gonna find a theme song, but until that time, we're still gonna be talking to you guys. When we figure it out, we'll figure it out. I mean, Watch we have out for part two, guys. We have like one hundred and eight, twelve episodes. One hundred and sixteen. Oh, no. left. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Figure- yeah, we're going to episode one sixteen <laughs> to figure so. it out. Um. Sure. Okay, so uh, we are going to talk to you guys today about um, U.S. or Western aid to Africa. That's the topic, right? Mm. Why so serious? Western aid to Africa. Are we suddenly becoming a political podcast? No, what's, we're what's not trying to be. Here? Is it even a political subject? I mean, it can get it's political. So serious. It's more like Western charity. Aid. So it's a topic about like charity and things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, when we were kind of brainstorming uh, things to talk about today, I was talking about this podcast that I, I mean, not podcast. I said podcast. Video. Oh, Lord. Uh, documentary that I saw the intro of called War Dance. And it actually won several awards. Um, and I, it's about like uh, Ugandan kids who go to like a music competition. Anyway, long story short, in that clip, mm-hmm. I saw a truck. Like every week, a truck pulls into the village, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be a truck. I don't remember what organization specifically it is, but it's a charity organization that like takes you know food, water, and supplies you know basic needs to in people Uganda. in that video. In yeah, how, in Uganda. How, how long ago was this? Was this a retro? documentary or it's happening no it happened i know it's been at least five years it's been some time but it's not like 1992 or something like that like it's not like that long ago it's not like when you were in high school in 76 or something no it's not like when i was in high school in 76 okay Uh, (laughs) um but so i and i started thinking like it's great that like organizations like that want to help out, you know, you know, give, you know, medical supplies, uh, drinking, portable drinking water and mm-hmm. uh, food and things to mm-hmm. people who generally like who really don't have access to it. That's a good thing. Right. No, sir. Yeah, sure. It's a, it's a splendid thing. Um, yeah. But I feel there's a but coming. There's a but. <laughs> but. But I mean, this is the thing I have thought about. Um, Africa as a whole and I love our motherland I mean Mm. I think anybody who's African knows like there's there's a certain pride that comes with it Mm. that only Africans can kind of understand I think this is my personal opinion but I feel like and this is barring any like um, environmental educational status privileges that I've been born into of no 
like of no fault of my own. Okay. okay? So I was going to say, I was going to say like, oh yeah, speaking for people who are receiving food who have no food, right? Exactly. And I'm speaking, I'm not speaking from a place of experience. Gotcha. I'm speaking as, you know, an outsider looking in. So so. my opinions are very much, you know, my opinions. Gotcha. Um, But what I was trying to say is it's great how um, we're able to give help to people in need that's always encouraged anytime any day right mm-hmm. but there's also a saying that if you give a man a fish you're gonna have to give him a fish every day so that he can eat but if you teach a man to fish then you you teach a man to take care of himself who said that tupac i don't know who said it i've heard it over the years <laughs> it was as the i've bible, been alive Christ. <laughs> it, it was, was in just, the bible i'm just kidding yes it was in the bible oh really Oh, see, oh, that's how you know goodness. my Bible My Bible studies are not rough, up to par. Rough, but yeah, so that's the whole mentality is like giving giving is great, but are we giving in a way that is going to be sustainable for the people or is it a situation of... To make ourselves feel good? Yeah. So what do you think about like the whole concept of like U.S. aid, Western aid in general, you know? I mean... Um, I'll I'll answer the question, but, you know, I just want to flip that also. You know, ladies give in a way that is sustainable. You know, if you give, you know, yourself to a guy, you know, it's good to keep giving. Let it be sustainable. No, just don't give one off to make yourself feel better and to make. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I didn't get the joke. But you didn't okay. get the joke? Let's move on. Okay. Great. Great. I asked you a question. <laughs> Okay, uh, what do I feel? About the whole concept of giving aid to, um, you know, underdeveloped areas or areas. developing areas. Um, I think it worked. Uh, I think it worked for a while. Uh, but like anything, you know, uh, like, like anything good, uh, as time goes by, you have to pivot in one way or the other. I mean, when Facebook just came out, it was like, what, just texts? Uh, blue text very boring time goes on you add a picture you add a videos all of a sudden you can form group chats you can do this mm-hmm. so I think the intent behind giving uh, was cool and it worked for a while especially when Africa was experiencing uh, quite a number of dictatorships uh, mm-hmm. around the continent but uh, I feel how resources are being given to Africa should be different in this time and age mm-hmm. and it's something that is widespread right uh, so this is something that all africans have been uh clamoring well for don't for say all that's a, a bit of an over gener- over uh, well, um when, when i say all africans generalization th- this is something that you know most people coming out of the continent have been saying even those that have been uh uh, those are being recipients of this mm-hmm. type of giving. Aid, and yeah. I feel, I don't have the statistics to prove this, but I feel aid in that form has reduced since the 80s and 90s. Of course. I mean, evolution is alone in itself is enough reason for things to kind of progress, you know? Mm-hmm. But the reason why I kind of thought about it is because you think about, if you take... 500,000 bottles of water Mm -hmm. to a community that doesn't have access to clean drinking water. Mm -hmm. At some point, the 500,000 bottles of water are now going to be zero bottles of water. Okay. So they're going to consume all of that water. Same with food. Mm -hmm. Yes. But if you organize a, you know, um, an organization or something 
um, put together a committee or something and you go to the same place and maybe the first few months you provide your 500 bottles, 500,000 bottles of water, mm-hmm. right? And while they're drinking it, you're building a fountain or building a tap or, you know, making the water accessible to those people in mm-hmm. one way or the other. That way, at a certain point, when your 500 bottles of water are done, these people are able to now fetch water for themselves because they have the resources. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's not really a good example because, like, someone else coming in and, like, and saying, we're going to build you a fountain. It's kind of, it's still aid in itself, but it's a different kind of aid. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not yeah. saying that um, organizations aren't doing things like these where they're building opportunity for other people. I'm just saying it's it's less prominent in my, I, I might be completely wrong. But I feel like it's less prominent where it's like people are building, you know, wells or teaching kids how to read or, you know, teaching people how to farm. Like, I know one organization in my entire life Mm -hmm. that does actual empowerment in local communities. Just one? Just one. Well, you know one. I know one. I was because when I when I went to high school in Cameroon, there was a it was an organization called the Focolare Movement. Focolare. Focolare. It's an Italian word. Focolare. Focolare. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a religious organization. And they came to um, Cameroon. They actually built a hospital. They built... My school where I went Mm. was built by these people. Nice. Um, And um, up until about 2009, just before I came here, Mm -hmm. I actually had an opportunity to go to Italy because they they had like student exchange programs and they would send Italian students to come to our school. And then from our... Our school was like the home base i guess and then from our school they traveled like the equivalent of like 50 miles i think okay. into like an inner like inner village where to work to go yeah so they would go there and they would teach the, the low kids how to read they would okay. like plant different seeds and teach the local women how to like take care of like plants that way these women learned the skills and then when no one was there to help them they did it on their own their own mm-hmm. so that's kind of where i'm coming with this mm-hmm. um And a little bit of it, too, is I think in terms of how Africa is portrayed in the media, because it's always this when you think about a poor kid, the first thing that comes to most people's minds is like Africa is like the hub of poverty. Like, am I am I far off or am I like talking? No, no. I feel you're. Yeah. And and so with like the continued um, 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 perception that people in africa are just suffering you know i mean a lot of times when we just when i just moved here someone would ask you questions like do you live in a house or like a tree or like a hut and i'm like uh it's not that backward you know it kind of puts africa in this light of like things aren't really good people have a very like um oh things aren't perfect but i i get what you're saying yeah so i i mean i'm not saying that helping giving aid to people in Africa who need it is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying maybe the approach has to change. What do you think? Yeah, uh, let me just try to play devil's advocate for one second. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what I feel, uh, again, I, I, I don't really have statistics right now to back this up, but what I feel from my perception or my opinion about this whole aid issue is it probably was working really well during the dictatorships, you know, in the 70s, 80s, the Idi Amin's and all that good stuff. And 
it was probably easier for these organizations to just buy a thousand bags of rice or a, mm -hmm. a thousand bottles of water and just drop it off with a helicopter somewhere. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as time uh, progresses, I, I really feel... Um, uh, take, for instance, the company Tom's, right, that make the shoes. Mm -hmm. um, I think their, their whole business model was buy one shoe and we'll give a shoe to... Uh, a kid in need of shoes mm -hmm. um, in Africa or wherever else mm -hmm. and a study yeah was, I like that you pointed out that it's not just Africa this no, is no, a just, no, yeah, just Africa. global I think, uh, developing countries exactly. kind of and I think a study was done on how Tom's shoes was affecting the local economy of those countries where they were giving shoes so all of a sudden someone who's a cobbler or a shoemaker mm -hmm. or someone who beats leather in a local village or someone who does uh, or, or the women who wash the feet of men who go to the farm barefoot and you know they come back and they wash the feet and they pay them a little money you know all that local economy was being affected by Tom's shoes and mm -hmm. Tom had no idea and you know when I think this was like a Netflix documentary I don't know um, and when they brought that I, that to Tom they, they then switched the business model of oh instead of us sending shoes across we're going to save this money um, build factories in those communities so in that See, way we that's what i'm saying for those people that's so, exactly what i'm saying yeah, uh, and 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 again you know using that as an example i really do feel that uh yes we still have people dropping you know food and water mm -hmm. in these regions which is necessary sometimes for emergency purposes you know mm -hmm. i can understand if the red cross wants to do things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that well, i was gonna point but that out too like also like african entrepreneurs uh i know have been clamoring for an end to aid in its traditional sense for years mm -hmm. like right from when i was in right from when i was 12 13 you know when i listen to all these african entrepreneurs they always keep saying that look come and invest invest here invest in the economy don't just give aid because the numbers were staggering you spend this much million or billions of dollars in aid mm -hmm. every year but if you could invest half of that into the economy and you know there's all this conspiracy going around that oh if they invest the money is going to disappear and not well, get but to the see, people but that's a, see that's the they, thing though you know, it's, there's all think this about it think about it mm -hmm. i use my country as an example okay, okay. i can imagine i can understand why someone who was willing to invest x amount of dollars into my economy would be weary to do that because one i've had the same person in government for over 32 years mm -hmm. two you have a whole system that is thriving well the economy isn't thriving but the people mm -hmm. at the top are thriving on bribery and corruption if i told you that if i went home and i needed to build a road mm -hmm in my local village or something or I needed to do something I'm the Cameroonian this is not even foreign people coming in this is just me okay right I would have to pay I mean there are procedures that you have to follow you have to go to the city council mm -hmm. you have to get permits and all like this, this the, the, the process is the same mm -hmm. but the only thing is you're having to pay people sure that things. sounds typical yeah for things that you shouldn't have to pay people for. Like, I, mean, I understand an application fee, right? I, I totally understand. I was in Ghana over the summer, and I have a friend who is, she works with, she has, oh, what's the name of her organization? I think it's, is it the free water or water for all? Mm -hmm. She tries to, like, dig wells in African communities. And, you know, she'll go to a community in Ghana, and the chief will be, 
asking her for all this money before exactly. she Exactly. So well I can see where people would come up with the perception that like if we send all this money, it's going to disappear. The people I, don't really get I mean, to it see depen- it. It depends on how you do it, right? How well, would you I, get I was, away around was, the system? I was listening to a TED Talk and uh, this dude was from Italy. I can't remember his name. And I think he went to Zimbabwe or Zambia or one of these countries in Africa. And he was going to teach the people how to grow tomatoes, Italian style, and mm-hmm. make tomato paste and probably do some pasta and all that good stuff. And he grew, you know, he was getting people, getting people, getting people, was teaching them how to grow the tomatoes, teaching them how to grow the tomatoes. And I think a couple of months went by, grew some good Italian tomatoes at the foot of a hill. Mm -hmm. And I think the summer came or a season came when the hippos came, as in the hippos started to, I don't know. And the hippos came and like ransacked the whole farm and Mm -hmm. ate all the tomatoes and all the tomatoes. And the dude was like, what happened? Why, why is this? And the villagers told them, that's why we don't grow tomatoes. <laughs> and from that day, you know, a light bulb went up in his head that, oh, maybe before I assume what these people want and mm-hmm. I should ask them. So from that day, he started asking how he can be of service. See? And he said he changed his life. And he was giving a TED Talk about it, right? So what am I trying to say? I think, like, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a good example. They use a lot of local partners in their philanthropic mm-hmm. endeavors. endeavors yeah. So I feel just giving food and water and all that stuff has its place, but it might not be exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. And direct like green leaf or brown leaf investments and just going there and buying up and starting a business might not exactly also be what we need. I mm-hmm. think the right partnership with local partners who are there already, mm-hmm. like Bill and Melinda Gates, when, if you want to eradicate polio, for instance, They'll engage several hospitals, several, they'll make sure that they engage consultants on the ground to do the research. They back Mm -hmm. it up with data they already have and with other partners like Nowoban. They also work with the government. And in in that sense, like everyone is kind of pitching into the problem and the money is going to the right places, even though, you know, and everyone kind of gets paid because all of the people who are on the ground doing the research and doing all the that's that's a job that's work that yeah. the people are getting paid to do you yeah, know yeah. You're, f- you're infusing kind of like the the spine yeah. of the community yeah, when you're and, working and the they in it, that they, they kind of almost make it like a business you know everyone they have a, a target of what to achieve what they want yeah. to do and you know other countries you're are reporting to for people every year exactly mm-hmm. and you know Bill Gates travels all over the world to inspect these things and you know I just think it's a different model so it's, it's like yeah. You're telling us, we're, we're, we're thinking about what you need. You're telling us what we need. And we're working together to solve the problem. Yeah, but you see, that's the thing. Those kinds of initiatives aren't publicized as much, okay? You're more likely to see an ad for a charity organization on the TV saying, give $1 today to get a bottle of water for a, star- a kid in some place. Uh, again, again, see what I I'm really saying? feel that model has changed. It might not have changed 100%. Mm-hmm. Maybe there might just be a little one or two percent uptick, mm-hmm. but I feel it's not the same as it used to be. 10 so years why ago. is the marketing strategy not changing? Uh, like why is it? Why is that not becoming more and more commonplace? Where you're seeing, like, uh, um, 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 media coverage on like all of these very um, well, ground roots well, um, approaches. Might, it, well, for the media, I don't know, but it might take a little time for things to change, right? Especially when you're dealing with, like, governments and communities. These are mm-hmm. not just, like, strictly private initiatives, right? Yeah. It might take a while 
to change because of all the red tape in that sense and as far as the media and uh, advertisements and all that i think it's just more sensational to see like a war-torn mm-hmm. a war-torn country of yeah, but see, that should be the case though uh the west is trying to help uh, that's what i feel because if you show i don't know uh it might appeal to people more but that's the thing, though, Nosa. That's why why I brought up the whole the whole um um perception of where we're from, mm-hmm. which is that the more you see things like these, and yes, you are absolutely right when you say it has changed. It's not as rampant and blatant as it used to be, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you have to think like even the most subtle. Um, first of all, the damage has already been done. People think of Africa, people who are not Africans, mm-hmm. you know, West, the West, the Western world in general, mm-hmm. thinks of Africa a certain way. It's supposed to... That, that also is starting to change. It hasn't changed comp- completely, completely, but yeah. there's an optic. There's a Yeah, like very slight, but I, mean, I, I do see what you mean. Now, but at the same time, it's like we have people, people have this mentality, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yes, you're right. It's changing. Even in the 10 years I've been, the almost 10 years I've been in this country, like people's mindsets, people's perceptions of things is becoming more and more open. And I don't get, you know, funny questions about like huts and things like that. I mean, yeah. one or two times you hear someone who just is refusing to get up to speed, um, say something, you know, less than intelligent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're right when you say it's changing, but I feel like it's still to a point where if you Google um, starving kid, mm-hmm. I'm sure that the, first images you see are going to be of someone somewhere in africa in africa now let me let me let me let me it goes that it's not first first of all forget even the food aspect Mm -hmm. infrastructure wise you know are like the buildings the the amazing infrastructure that africa can boast of in many countries in africa Mm -hmm. have like outstanding artistic infrastructure you know buildings that are like very well um, um um the mechanics are like really well done but you don't ever see that. You see all the, you know, less than pretty places. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, I have a problem with that. And I feel like the constant ideology that we're always, we always need help, mm-hmm. which is where, I, which is what, what I was trying to get I mean, at when I brought need it. help, but what kind of help? That's, well, yeah. See, everybody needs help. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like our help, our need for help shouldn't be kind of marketed in this very like, Okay, can I flip this? Mm-hmm. Now, clearly you have a problem with all this and you want to see some changes. What are you doing exactly to change the narrative? Like, I, we, we can't always play the victim mentality and say, oh, we don't need this. Mm-hmm. We need this instead. Mm-hmm. What are, and when I say you, I mean our people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people who have been fortunate enough to, you know, gain some level of exposure mm-hmm. or have been and fortunate enough to acquire yeah. some level of wealth or have been fortunate enough to be in some position. I mean, that's you where know, you get the guys like Dangote and our people. That's what, do, you, what, what, do you, what do you think our role is to change the narrative? Because it takes for like, if your name, your name is Tongwa, right? Mm-hmm. If I keep calling you Stephanie and you don't correct me and say, hey, no, my name is Tongwa. This is my birth certificate. This is my ID. My name is Tongwa. That's my name. I want you to call me Tongwa. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think our people need to do to change the narrative? Like, and starting from like people in the diaspora and people who have certain who level of means uh-huh. and people who are in you know certain positions that can create change. What do you think we need to do without telling the West who is trying to do their own version of aid? That hey no let's take the bulls by the horns and let's do this ourselves in this way while still 
informing the West on how to behave or whatever. I mean, I think, yeah, you're right when you say showing is telling. You see what I'm saying? I mean, um, um, sh- yeah, showing is, like, it's better to do actions speak louder than words is what I'm trying to say. Okay. How and you're we, right to how ask. How act to change the you know, perception? I, see, I think that's where people like Dangote are coming in, you know, and, you know, kind of trying to readdress the whole situation and be like, this is kind of maybe not the right model right but when you when you get people who are who have the financial means or the um have like they have avenues open to them to make those kinds of changes then yes of course i for one want to start a business in that's my life goal is to go home and start a business i know what, what it's going to take i need to build a media company we're not talking about me right now we're talking about no, i'm just trying i don't i'm not i'm trying to know like it's not it doesn't have a social undertone so it's purely like profit for profit profit no. oriented well i mean I, it's a business of course i care about how much profit i'm gonna make but mm-hmm. at the same time i want to build based on what i my 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 dream is mm-hmm. and what i want to build of course there's going to be a community impact of the media company that i build so kind of like country. a double bottom line even though yeah you have some form of social impact even though yeah exactly yeah, and make profit make out profit of it i mean that. that's i, I think works and that's what most people's businesses at least in my opinion okay that's what so most yeah, people yeah, aim you've to talked do about you've talked about dangote we have just a handful of dangotes out there and you've talked about what you're gonna do in the future what that's can what, ordinary people like me and you do right now to change your perception in our own little way I mean, see, that's the thing, though. There's no way that is little. You do what you can in your capacity to yeah, influence tell us your what, community. What, what it is? What what is it? How? Sorry. What do you mean? What What do you understand when I say community impact or on an individual level? Community in like influencing your community as an individual. How uh, would you approach doing not, that? Not necessarily community impact. You said you you don't like the perception, even just sensitization the, or like the, informing. You don't like the perception of Africa. Mm-hmm. in the west mm-hmm. and you also do not like the way aid is being rendered to africa no currently. i didn't say i didn't like the way don't twist no, it no like you don't like the the version of aid you prefer a better version of aid and not just you know dropping food and water yes, and you don't like the perception of poverty in Africa, like by the way, what, what are ordinary people like us doing to change that perception? Well, and to I know make what sure I'm doing. I don't. I haven't built my media yeah, company yet, us, right? I know what doing? I'm doing as an individual. What will you advise every ordinary time, people to do? Every time that I'm faced with someone, an individual who kind of has this perception or this understanding mm-hmm. based on what they have been exposed to mm-hmm. by either the media or their upbringing or their environment in general, mm-hmm. I it's my responsibility to shift that mentality. It's my okay. responsibility to address those things and be like, no, this is not, this is not what the status quo necessarily is so, where I'm from, mm-hmm. and you know, aid is gonna be in different forms. Now, it's hard to do that, especially in a time like this, like now, where in my country you still have a president who's been there for forever, and the the the, the economic and um, social standards aren't like up. They're not very, you know high the standards of living aren't very high mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you still so it's it becomes a challenge and it's more about like balancing that like you walk that line you know very cautiously like where do you say it's okay to refer to me as like because like for example i was listening to something recently and the person was like 
developing countries and this is someone who has a charity who um that's based out of africa somewhere i forgot what okay. country it is um and what they do is they're working to purify the drinking water because i apparently like i forgot what the stats are but like a, a big population of um people in that country drink dirty what water. what country i forgot what country it is i think it's okay like, i don't remember I think it's, I don't want to say the wrong country, but okay. they don't drink, they don't have access to clean drinking water. Okay. And so this charity is trying to build um, infrastructure mm-hmm. to purify the water and so that it can make it clean. Cause, because people are drinking dirty water, you know, people, children are getting sick, they're having all kinds of like diseases and things from, okay. you know, all of that happening. And so this person was saying, and in and, and discussing, I was listening to another podcast actually, and in discussing this, he said developing country. He referred to Africa and developing countries as developing countries, which okay. most people don't do. So aren't, isn't Africa made up of developing countries? It is. No, I'm saying that as a good thing. Okay. What most people, um, what the term used to be is underdeveloped. Okay. You see the difference? It's very, it's like a very slight difference in the, like the way you refer to it, but it makes a, a huge change because when you say underdeveloped, you're not thinking progressively. You're thinking this is how these people are. That's just what it is. I grew up in all of my history classes, whatever classes I took. Okay. Africa and most places that are not developed were referred to as underdeveloped. And while that's true in most instances, it's not generally like a very pleasant outlook. But I when mean, you say what, something like developing, is, is you're... The, is the name really a thing? Is, is, no. Should com- we focus but, but on look, semantics or should we focus on the problem? It's not about the semantics. It's mm-hmm. about... Th- this guy is doing... He's actually trying to make things better in a way that is... He's going to the root of the problem okay. and helping to solve the like the, the actual cause of all of the other things. Because, okay. I mean, I don't mean to go into, into the whole thing, but he had gone to Africa to volunteer in this place okay. as a health part of a health team. And they were treating diseases of like local villagers based and these diseases were coming from people drinking bad water. Okay. But other um, um, other uh, aid or sorry humanitarian organizations were going in there and providing health care which is fantastic okay but the root cause of the problem wasn't being attacked and he kind of went under there to kind of figure out with the whole water situation so that okay. became his cause he's not so the I'm only saying, one doing that there are a lot of people no 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 that. i'm not saying he is that's not the point okay. i'm making but the point i'm making is it was interesting to see that shift cuz he he said developing countries and then he said what people refer to as underdeveloped. As underdeveloped. Oh, and I see. when he said that, oh, that's so you, when it clicked in my head. About his perception of Exactly. Africa. That's what I mean is okay. when you change the way people think about a situation, mm-hmm. but he, you he change thought, the he outcome. that way because he experienced it, not because of what anyone said to him. No, right? but I'm my point if that you I'm talk to, to someone who grew up here and someone who has not even been to more than two or three states in the US and you, you who are African have been to like 15, 20 states in the U.S. already. Mm-hmm. And yet there's no amount of words. Like experience is the best teacher. That's of someone course. going there and actually saying, wow. I of went course, to but Ghana no, so look, this is, this is was amazing. This is the difference that it makes, right? Mm-hmm. I've been to 20 states in the United States and I'm, I came from Africa. I have a completely different um, um, experience than somebody mm-hmm. who has lived here all their life and hasn't traveled much. Mm-hmm. He has traveled to Africa and he has been a part of this whole circle. And he is... Mm-hmm had to affect change in his own small way that he could, mm-hmm. right? And because of that, his perception has changed. Now, he did a podcast. Because he experienced it, not Hold because on. someone told Hold him. Hold on. 
because he did a podcast, mm-hmm. I heard about it. And I, coming from the perspective that I'm coming from, I'm mm-hmm. able to now have a conversation with somebody else. You didn't hear this podcast, but I'm now telling you about it. And if you're have, if you have an open mind, if I have an open mind, if you have an open mind, mm-hmm. which is what we hope that most people have, mm-hmm. if you have an open mind, you now see and understand what the shift is that I'm talking about, the shift in perception. Now, when you take that information and you're faced with somebody who does who might not know better, right? Mm-hmm. And you use it, well, let's bring it all the way down to the semantics. And you use, and you say developing instead of underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. The person is going to, when you hear, when something is developing, you kind of, the word developing itself indicates a, prog- a progression of, you know, things. Like, mm-hmm. this is something that is active. This is ongoing. This mm-hmm. is change that is actively happening. And that's the truth. You ju- we just said, when we started this conversation, you said that's not really the case anymore because things have changed, right? Mm-hmm. The a, the form of aid that people get in Africa is not the same as like maybe 19, 20, I don't know, whatever. But well, I'm just trying to see like what that small change can do. I, I understand. And it's in I the way people are talking about it. When you I, talk I about it I understand where you're coming from. And let me also try to flip this around also. Now, perception is universal. Whether it's perception about Africa or perception about the West, the same way not necessarily, but the, go the on. same way the West has perception about Africa is the same way Africans have perceptions about the West. It's now, about mo- the impact that these perceptions now, so have mo- on most most people in Africa feel like the U.S. is heaven, mm-hmm. and most people feel, oh, I just need to get to U.S. and once I get to U.S., all my problems will go away. Mm-hmm. And You're absolutely right. The first day I landed in the airport, the first time I came here, and I looked around and I you know, spoke to the uh, immigration and custom enforcement and all that and, and got in and got into arrivals. I looked around like, dude, these are just people. These are just people. It's the same thing. It's just maybe just a little clear. Why am I trying to say that we, in a way, have perception about the West and sometimes that perception is biased based on what we've heard, based on what we've seen. Now, us having a perception about the West, you cannot blame all the way. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't blame at all or you shouldn't try to educate, but you can't blame all the way if it's the other way around and the West has perception about Africa. Now, what I feel we should do as individuals, talking has its place, you know, correcting people has its place. Uh, educating people has its place but Mm -hmm. that might not get the message across sustainably it might not be as widespread no we're talking to everyone individually someone that says a rude remark or a bad remark will correct that person if you live your life for 60 years you might end up correcting maybe 15 or 20 people out Mm -hmm. of a world of how many hundreds of million Mm -hmm. so i think one thing we can really do is to change the perceptions about ourselves as individuals. If we see ourselves, but see, that's the thing, though. No, no let, let me let me go. Mm-hmm. If if we see ourselves in, in a foreign country, or if we happen to find ourselves in a foreign country as African, first and foremost, are you proud of your heritage? Do you identify with African? Do, does someone look at you and say, "Oh"? I can tell he's from Africa. Maybe by the way he does his hair or he always speaks in a language or, you know, he, he wears the dresses or he always talks about Africa. That's one. Number two, do you make people people have a different perception about Africa without you even talking to them? Just seeing the way you move, seeing the way, maybe how successful you are. If you're in school, seeing the way you, 
I don't know, top your class, seeing the way you perform at sports, seeing the, the, the how hard working you are, no, change your perception to say, oh, so this guy coming for, from Africa, it might not be what I think. I, I give an example of Shevchenko, right? Now, Shevchenko, I don't know if you watch soccer, but Shevchenko used to be, Andrei Shevchenko, for those for those who know who watch soccer, used to be a very fantastic soccer player who played for AC Milan and a bunch of other teams. Now, I knew nothing about Ukraine, being a Nigerian. Mm-hmm. I used to think, when I thought Ukraine, I used to think about Stalin and, you know, all these other guys, the Cold War and all mm-hmm. that. But Shevchenko was such a good player. And Shevchenko never knew I existed and he didn't have to tell me now, oh, no, Ukraine is not this or Ukraine is that. And Shevchenko was such a good player that I started researching about Ukraine because of him. And I got to know through him that, oh, this guy, because I wanted to know, oh, if he's such a good player and he came out from Ukraine, surely there have to be other people in Ukraine. And I went there and I started checking and I, you know, started looking at their entertainment scene and the, the, the clubs in Ukraine, how they live and all that. I was like, wow, this is a very interesting country. And it was all because... Shevchenko changed my perception by putting in the work. Now, like I said, education has its place. Um, you know, of course, there will always be those people who you know who you have to you know you know walk up to and talk to. All those stuff has its place. But I feel if we collectively, individually, I do my stuff. But see, and that's my 10, already 20 happening. Around me, that's already happened. This podcast is one change. of those things. Fantastic, it is right. You know, this podcast is one of those things where you're actively trying to by talking about these things. I don't know how many people we reach. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, we don't have many people reach. But people are listening to us, and because we're saying the things that we're saying, uh-huh. their perceptions are changing. Uh-huh. The way I, I proudly, and you're right when you say show yourself and be but proud we're of still where talking, you're from. Though. Do we walk the talk? Do we just talk or do we talk and walk the talk? That's the thing. I know I do. It's yeah, a responsibility. And you're, 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 you're absolutely right when you say it's a responsibility that we all have as Africans in the diaspora or not mm-hmm. to change that perception. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, part of the thing, too, is I, I don't know if we have to go back to see why these perceptions are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to start going into that, you're, then you're asking yourself, like, the whole reason why people in Africa, everybody wants to fall bush. That's how we call it in Cameroon. Fall what? Fall bush. Fall bush means going abroad somewhere. Fall bush. Fall bush. Does this have anything to do with George Bush? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Oh, I've been saying it actually, before. I have never. I have never thought about why people say fall that was bush. The first but like, thing that came to my mind, fall bush. That's actually really clever. Okay, but we like, call it cutouts. But uh-huh. we call it in Cameroon. We call it fall bush. Everybody fall wants bush. to fall bush. Like it's I, a thing. I love that. Fall if bush. you get out of fall universe. Bush boys. No, 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 no. It's bush for us. Bush for... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the people who fall bush are called bush for us. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I need to trademark that shit. <laughs> I need to trademark that name, man. Okay, bush for la- Bush for us are the people who fall bush. But, like, so, that's the thing. It's, like, everybody's trying to go somewhere. Like, nobody wants to stay home. Because, I mean, you got to think about the political climate. You think about the economy. You think about all the other things. They're all adding up to why... You know, the Western world, it's not even just U.S. Now it's becoming more like you're anywhere. Anybody will go anywhere. Like, as long as you present a visa to somebody, mm-hmm. they out. They out, right? Mm-hmm. They out. So, I mean, and then they'll, they'll figure out the rest later. But that's the mentality. And you're right. It's not helping. It kind of, and like, amplifies this idea of, like, um, this idea of, um, you know, desperation, you know, that some of us have 
in in Africa to kind of find greener, and again that's because of pasture. your perception that's it, of exactly. where some people come here and after they come here they find out that it's not all cut out it's it's not what but then they some other people was. come here and then they go back home and they're like oh yeah no it's, it's all perception we always we always tend to realize that one person who dropped out of Harvard and became and founded Microsoft and became a Bill Gates mm-hmm. right but we forgot to remember the three hundred and four hundred people who dropped out of Harvard and it was the worst decision they yes, made exactly so. 10, 20 people go and one person comes back and he's the person that builds the house and he's the person you hold on to without realizing mm-hmm. that it's it's it's, it's there, there still needs to be some level of drive and discipline and hard work regardless of where you are that it's not just given to you on a platter it might there might be more opportunities but you need to have hard work to you get you know what this is this is leading me to think about right now what you just brought it up the whole perception of you you go back home. You see the one person who built a mansion, and you're yeah. like, "This is how oh, America." Oh man, we need to make that another podcast. That's <laughs> it. That's exactly. I was yeah, like, "Okay," and it, it's all encompassing the whole idea of like yeah. send money. The whole like you. People oh, you talk about you. send money. Uh, shots fired. Who's <laughs> table? Are you shaking? I'm <laughs> sure your cousins are not listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I love my family. Okay, we're gonna okay. talk about this in another podcast because I don't really want to start it right now oh, because don't we start, don't have. Please. Just let's wrap up. Let's wrap up on eight. We have like. Four, four minutes. So, <laughs> like, so yeah. So, so I mean, I guess the takeaway. Exactly what you, yeah, the your takeaway take is on, on we're really. I mean, a lot of places in Africa, we're grateful for the aid. You know, we're grateful for the bottles of water and the healthcare and all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm. I think I'm kind of trying to preach the teach a man to fish mm-hmm. kind of ideology. It's like, and this is our opinion, right? Yeah, yeah. And these are all mm-hmm. our opinions. Mm-hmm. They might, they might, they may or may not be highly educated. Mm-hmm. Because no, I don't, I, I haven't fine. really done the research to like kind of back it up no, with boy, statistics I think you're and things. Fine. You're speaking but you know, in a very generalized um, 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 terms. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, so it's great, but we need more like grassroots, more you know, infusing the actual backbone. Yeah. And I that think. and that is happening. To be fair, that but is we happening. We need it to happen at a quicker rate. Not even it's not even about it being quicker. It's about it being what we market what's what the media is saying wh- what's the and, perception and to change the perception to, yeah we, we need more visibility Africans need to also take ownership Re- we need exactly. to be accountable to some level of how we, we are want the west to have a different perception we are also responsible for ch- creating the perception we want them to have about us right? yeah so all our african friends out there mm-hmm. wear your ankara clothes all the time if somebody wants to talk something to you tell them they don't know what they're talking about yeah, and it's not just about confronting people, right? In fact, you might not even need oh, to. Please don't go start fights, please. No, don't, I just, don't no, I, start I just, fight I just said about Shevchenko. Shevchenko never, he never knew I existed. He, By he the just way, did his. He just, just, he just so you know, his, his Etofis did that for Cameroon too. Just so you know. Yeah, Eto. Oh th- my goodness! Of course, Samuel yeah. Eto in Barcelona. You know the triple threat: Eto, Ronaldinho, and Messi was mm-hmm. there. So, oh, Messi was was popping way back when, like that. Messi has gone through three regimes. There was first. Um, Eto Ronaldinho Messi when he was nineteen, then oh. he turned to 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 Messi. He turned to I think Messi, Henry, and Henry. No, he turned to Messi, Henry. Yeah, at a point it was Messi, Henry, and I think Xavi. Or no, he turned to Messi, Xavi, Iniesta. Mm-hmm. Then he became Messi, Neymar, and uh, what's this dude's name? Oh, the one who Suarez, bites people. I think was it? Yeah, Messi, Neymar, and Suarez. So Messi <laughs> has been the constant factor in Messi's all those beast, regimes. Man. 
Messi's a beast, man. He just, uh, I think his his arm is healing right now, so he's back in training. Oh yeah, I heard he didn't play. El so Cosico yeah, we hope to week. see him very soon. I'm not uh, okay. For by the way, public service announcement. I'm yeah. a Real Madrid fan. Why well, can we make know. this a sport a sports podcast, please? We're, well, you're about, gonna do the talking. Let's in that talk about one. things that matter. Okay. What do you mean things that matter? <laughs> Don't even get joking, me started. But um, that's it for our podcast for uh, this episode, Man, guys. We actually finished on time today. Yeah, wow, we did. Amazing. We actually have like one and a half minutes left. Okay. Or less. But yeah, that's it. Um, this was Culture Class Podcast. Culture Class Podcast. Yep. And what is the purpose of Culture Class Podcast? We are educating y'all about African things. <laughs> Not just African, right? Anyone Teaching. who celebrates culture. So yeah, we have yeah. want to have people from other cultures here. Uh, I'm speaking with a few Indian friends right now. I'm mm-hmm. speaking with some Chinese friends right now. Want to get people. The reason why is a class because everyone comes here to learn, to right? Learn, yeah. Including us. Hey, 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 so. Also, call us out, okay? Like we're on social media, Culture yeah, Class Podcast that? on Instagram, Culture Class Pod on How many Twitter. We have right now? I don't know. Um, but we're on one. So if you hear something that you don't really jive with, also. like you can like holler at us and be like, y'all said some dumb shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just said shit on air. So, Sorry. yeah. So it's culture, cu- culture class podcast on Instagram, culture class pod on Twitter. Yep. Culture class podcast on Facebook yep. and culture class podcast at gmail.com. That is fantastic. And my name is Nosa and my from name is Nigeria. Tongwa from Cameroon. We're both Africans. And we're African. And we are out. All right. Thank you very much for listening.